So uh, who in the world starting at running back for IU this year? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Wednesday, June 8th. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rood. want to thank you for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every single day. I'm going to continue our depth chart series for the football team by looking at the running back position. We already did the quarterbacks uh, last week. Next logical step is to do the running backs, the the backfield as a whole. And because it isn't the 1990s, there are no fullbacks to discuss. So we'll look at the running backs for the Hoosiers. Look, there was probably um, no position that had more turnover this past offseason or uh, during the transfer portal, during the season itself, than the running back position. The only one that'd be close are the wide receivers, which they had a lot of turnover themselves, but um, the running backs, there's just nothing returning in terms of production from last season, and that leaves a lot of questions for who's going to get the carries and who's going to step up and what names are we going to be um, calling this season, and there, it, it's a lot of questions. I mean, realistically, um, I, I think there's a pretty clear starter, at least on paper. But, I mean, even uh, within the last couple months, losing Gabran Payne, uh, one of the top recruits in the 2020 class, hurts because I think he would have uh, been looked at as someone who could have been a contributor for the team this season. Um, overall, I mean, when you lose a, a coach like Della McCullough, that's kind of the overriding thing about this. We'll talk about that. And, uh, in the third segment, just kind of the storylines for this, uh, team, but, or for this position, I should say, but this is as many question marks as you can have about a group simply because you don't know, you, you really just don't know what you're getting. Like there is with the wide receivers, there is some returning production Um, with the offensive line. There's questions, but they bring a lot of people back. There's hardly anybody on this roster that took carries in the big 10 last season. And so that leaves a lot of question marks Uh, as we do first, just kind of lay it out as to who, uh, is on the roster for the running backs. There are, um, in total, seven names uh, listed as running backs for Indiana. Uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight names, excuse me. Uh, I forgot Brett Weathing- Weathington, who is one of the uh, walk-ons. And I separated them into tiers as I did the quarterbacks, and that's where we'll start kind of at the bottom Weathington, Charlie Spiegel, David Holloman, all guys that are going to be in that bottom tier. I know Spiegel, uh, I believe he got some carries last season, and that more than anything shows the state of what uh, IU football was by the end of last season. He had 19 carries in four games, 
he's a fun story. He was obviously, uh, for those that don't know, he's was as good of a, a high school running back as Indiana's ever had. If he's uh, playing in four games for you, you either need to be Ohio State good where you're blowing everyone out or the, more likely you're as bad as IU was last season. So those three are at the bottom. I kind of made a, a separate tier for one person. That was David Ellis, who's a specialist. I, I He's kind of a third down back more than anything. Um, I didn't really want to put him into the other two tiers. You could kind of put him into the reserves one that I have, but I think Ellis is going to get playing time. It's just going to be in very specific situations. He's someone that missed last season through injury. Uh, He's a valuable piece and there is, there's a a spot for him to contribute as a third down back and things of that nature. Um, I think he's more than a reserve, but he's not quite a starter. The reserves is the next tier I had. There's, this is where there's just a lot of new faces. You have Jalen Lucas, who was a recruit uh, from uh, the 2020 class who was listed as an athlete out of Louisiana, New Orleans. Uh, 5'9", 185 pounds is what he was listed on 247 Sports. Um, that's what he's listed on IU's roster. True freshman, athlete, they turned into a running back. There's so much uncertainty about the position that I could see him getting reps. Like anybody from this uh, point up, I mean, including David Ellis, but anybody from this point up is probably going to get a a good amount of carries just because somebody has to establish themselves. Josh Henderson's another one, a transfer from UNC. uh, Really didn't do a lot in terms of production with the Tar Heels. Uh, He played... Three seasons, 12 games, had 41 carries in total, did not score a touchdown. So uh, he's someone that kind of exemplifies the uncertainty about this group. Trent Hallen is the last one. Uh, he is a redshirt freshman who, 6'3", 235 pounds, kind of has the build for a big uh, bruising type of running back, but again, know very little about him and what he could bring to the table. Perhaps he uh, is able to contribute this upcoming season, but I would put him at the bottom of that tier, but there's just so much, so much we don't know the, to me, the clear starter, the name that I haven't mentioned, the name most of you probably recognize is Sean Shivers. We did a podcast way back when, when he committed and uh, he's the transfer from Auburn that had moments, had flashes, and hopefully is able to become an every down back and be what the Hoosiers need him to be because they're going to need him to be really productive. That wasn't something he really was in um, at Auburn. Had 70 carries as a freshman, 371 yards, but continued to go down apologies guys i have a cough drop i have a sore throat i was trying to uh trying to get rid of it without spitting it up everywhere but sophomore year 55 carries he had 62 his junior year but his yardage went down every single season last year at auburn he turned turned into a kind of a receiving back 
out of the backfield, did decent at it, but at IU, he's going to need to be in every down back who produces at a high level, at a level he really hasn't shown yet. Um, hopefully, with increased responsibility, re- increased trust, um, he's able to do that. But there's just a lot of questions we don't really know right now. Let's take a look at some of the battles that are going to come about. It's hard to it's hard to pinpoint many of them because there's just so much we don't know about this uh, this group. But there are some that are worth watching. Uh, before we jump into any of that, though, Bet Online guys is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including uh, this year's NBA Finals, the NHL Conference Finals, MLB. And of course, all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing as well. Big UFC card this weekend. Make sure you guys head on over to Bet Online to uh, place all your bets on that one. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting and esports and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. We have an important favor to ask you guys. We put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and what you don't like about Locked On Podcast. Go to the lockedonpodcast.com slash survey. That was lockedonpodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It's not going to take you very long. And everyone that completes the survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. It's concert season. That's basically concerts on us. Uh, I can't guarantee that because of the ticket fees are probably $100 themselves. Everybody hates those. But this is a good chunk off of those tickets at the very least. To take our audience survey, again, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thank you guys for the help. Also, thank you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers uh, your first listen every day. Some women's basketball news. Uh, it wasn't really enough to um, do a whole segment about it, but Nicole Cardano Hillary signed back in Spain with a club who I'm not even going to be able to pronounce. Uh, again, it was in Spain. I have that much. Um, she is from Spain. So uh, she is kind of going back home. It's in San Sebastian, Spain. It's IDK Uskotrin. Uh, I I butchered that. I know I did, but uh, she will be able to uh, continue her career over there. Alexa Gulbe also not as recently, but she signed in Spain as well. Uh, In Salamanca, Spain. I'm not going to try to pronounce that. Uh, club either, but the two of them are going to Spain to play uh, play professionally, which is fun to see. Obviously, Ali Patberg, the other senior or one of the other seniors that graduated, uh, she returned to the program on the coaching staff. So uh, almost everybody from that group has found a landing spot in basketball somewhere. Let's dive back into the football, though. Some of the kind of battles to watch, so to speak. Uh, there's probably some sort of battle for the starting position. 
I would say there's so much uncertainty that you could make a case for anybody getting these reps. I just think if you have a guy like Sean Shivers come in, who even for as mixed as his production was at Auburn, he's still a guy that would have been recruited by a lot of programs. If you have a guy like that come in, you're probably making some assurances at the amount of reps he's going to get. We saw last season as well, Stephen Carr came in and he was made the number one guy from the start. From the start, He earned that more so. And I think that's what Sean Chivers is going to have to do in fall camp. But I would say he has more of a leg up than last offseason where I thought there was a genuine race, him, Samson James. Um, obviously that turned out with basically everybody leaving uh, by the end of that. But there is a genuine probably competition. Maybe Josh Henderson, a, a fellow transfer, can get in on that. Uh, maybe Jalen Lucas can impress as a freshman. And maybe David Ellis is able to show enough as a actual running back uh, and not as much as a pass catcher. We know what he can do in that. Uh, if he's able to show more as a running back, maybe he makes a case for it. Personally, though, I think it's Sean Shiver's position to lose, but there is going to be a competition for that. There's going to be competition for basically every spot. The backup, who's going to be the number two guy? Is it going to be Henderson, who comes over from uh, the Tar Heels after three seasons there where he didn't do a whole lot? Is it going to be Ellis, who is going to see time regardless on those third downs, but we know Indiana likes to cycle through running backs. They regularly um, have guys who have lots of carries. There's not. There may be a clear number one, but... There isn't a guy that is going to get all the carries and nobody else uh, will take them. Last year is kind of a rough example to use just because it was such a mess of a season. But even if you look back to 2020, Stevie Scott had 156 carries, but you still had Samson James with 30, Tim Baldwin with 20, uh, Penix ran a couple times, David Ellis had 16. So who are those guys that are going to slot into some of those positions as uh, this number two, number three running backs is David Ellis going to be able to come back from injury and establish himself as the third down back? Is somebody else going to uh, be that third down back next season? It's hard to say. I mean, that would be the role. It would, I think it would take a lot, whether in terms of injury from David Ellis or just somebody else really showing uh, what they can do to kind of knock off David Ellis from that role. But when you have an athlete like um, Jalen Lucas, literally an athlete, he also ran track. Um, It's somebody that you kind of typically want to get onto the field. Is that a way you get him onto the field to play him some of those third down uh, situations and get him out running routes or something like that? I don't really know. I'm not entirely certain what the answer is. Is there, I mean, looking toward the future, is somebody going to establish himself as the next guy? I mean, for as much turnover as Indiana have, they aren't really secure long-term. Shivers is a senior. This is his last year of eligibility. Ellis is a senior. I think he would have one more year. Henderson's a senior. He may also have one more year. Uh, Jalen Lucas is obviously a true freshman. The rest of the guys are freshmen and sophomores, uh, either true or redshirt, but that's still a whole lot of uncertainty about 
what this position is going to look like moving forward. Is this something that IU is going to have to routinely and repeatedly enter the transfer portal looking for a running back? Uh, I know that they want, um, they, they wanted that type of certainty moving forward. And that's probably what they hoped Gabran Payne was going to bring. It's a little surprising that he transferred or decommitted, I guess, because he could have been that guy for the future, but uh, I don't blame him. Find where you want to be happy, but uh, it means IU has just a lot of questions, and maybe it it eventually becomes Jalen Lucas, or maybe it becomes a Trent Howland or something like that, some guy who we may not understand, but there is no sort of certainty right now for the future either, so it's going to be interesting to see if anybody can establish themselves as that uh, moving forward because this is just a really weird position IU is in right now. Uh, you have a guy in Shivers who I th- I think can be a um, a dynamic option, but then you just don't have – you have a couple athletes turned running back as kind of your future with – that's what Howland was when he committed. That's what Lucas is. Um, there's just a, a lot of questions about this running back room, and it's not great when you need the the offense to really step up from – last year. So let's take a look at some of the storylines that are going to be around this uh, position. We've talked a lot about most of them, but there's some that are still kind of hanging over this, uh, this group heading into next season. First though, don't you guys just love chewy chocolatey brownie? What about caramel brownie with caramel swirled on top? So good. One of my favorite desserts. And as you guys can tell, I like desserts. Uh, what if I told you that you can have all the chewy chocolatey deliciousness plus 17 grams of protein. You're in luck because Caramel Brownie Bars are available at Built.com right now, and you got to act fast because these are a fan favorite. Forget about dessert. These are better than dessert, plus the macros are unreal. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 4 grams of sugar. I would replace a regular brownie with Built's Caramel Brownie Bar in a heartbeat. The best part? Covered in 100% real chocolate, as is everything with Built Bar. Like, really, it, it's it's with Built. You guys don't have to, to sacrifice taste for health. You can have both. And all of Built's bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides a ton of health benefits. These are, There are a million reasons that you guys should try Built Bar. But for now, let's just say Caramel Brownie will rock your world. Not an understatement. Is actually going to rock your world. With Built, Tasty is the new healthy. Go to Built.com to get your box of caramel brownie bars now. Once you're over there, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So what are going to be the storylines around this position? We kind of talked through most of them uh, with the breaking down of the position. I think the overlying one that we mentioned is what's this group going to look like with Della McCullough now moving on elsewhere. Uh, he was, I, I, I don't think you can overstate how important he was uh, to this program. Uh, you saw how many people left after uh, he departed. One of them being his son, obviously who committed to Cincinnati in case you didn't see it day McCullough, I believe is how you pronounce it committed to Cincinnati. So a little surprising. He didn't go to, Notre Dame, but fair enough. Um, so he 
departs, uh, but you saw running backs, Gabram Payne, he departs. Uh, you saw last season, even when he was here, how many guys were departing. So uh, it's interesting who, um, who, who or how this this group kind of rebound rebounds and how it moves on without him because they do have a, a, a more than worthy uh, replacement and Craig Johnson, who we've talked about another former NFL guy. Uh, so that's something that um, Tom Allen clearly valued because he's brought in multiple guys who were um, NFL guys. So he has a big name there to uh, replace him, but is that going to be enough? And, what is he going to do that perhaps McCullough could or couldn't do? Because there's going to be a lot of questions about that group, and having a strong head coach is going to be one of them. I think the next biggest question is simply who's going to start, which I think we probably will find out pretty quickly, will be Shivers. But just how are you, how do you get production? Because I think this is going to be, I mean, literally running back by committee is kind of the origin of the the phrase, but this is literally going to be a by committee approach because Shivers has never really been a three down back. Ellis is one. Henderson comes over after a a, a, a stunted, I guess, career over at UNC. You you want guys like Lucas and Howland on the field as athletes. So, how do uh, the carries kind of get spread out. Is this going to be something like with Stevie Scott where you have Shivers getting a lot of the carries and the other guy's plugging in the holes when he gets tired? Is it going to be something like last season where although it came because of injuries, there were a lot of guys getting a lot of carries, uh, spreading the wealth a bit. This A lot of this comes down to what the offense is going to look like as well um, because this offense in the past under Walt Bell have been running back heavy. I don't know how much they're going to be able to do that with so much uncertainty about the running backs. So uh, what is this going to look like in the future? And what is this going to look like in the present? Because neither of those questions really have many answers right now. So this is one of the groups that I think is going to have the most questions to answer. Most we're going to have to find out about a group might be the running back group because there's just so much we don't know. And so it's going to be fascinating in fall camp to see how this shakes out, who establishes himself, and who is able to lock in certain roles within the running backs because uh, the race is wide open. I can sit here at my desk um, an hour away from Bloomington and say, I think Sean Chivers is a starter, but. I haven't seen him any more than I've seen any of these other guys because we didn't have a spring game. Uh, but I, I, it's, I am as uncertain as anybody right now. So we'll see how that plays out. Thanks again, guys, though, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back on Friday to talk with Locked on Heat's uh, Wes Anderson about Victor Oladipo. We're going to re- be recording that on Wednesday uh, this evening, actually. Uh, Wes Goldberg, excuse me. I knew it wasn't Wes Anderson. Wes Goldberg's going to join us to talk about Victor Oladipo's season and whether his future is going to be in Miami. He obviously found a big role there, but will it be that role moving forward? Now make your second listen to the Locked on NBA Big Board podcast. Rafael Barlow, Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin 
give fans an in-depth look into the bigger prospects, the latest player rankings, and of course, big boards. Follow Locked On NBA Big Board every day on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Follow us on Twitter if you haven't already, at LO underscore Hoosiers. Subscribe to us on YouTube. It's just Locked On Hoosiers. Episodes go up there every day. Subscribe to the podcast, wherever you guys are listening to us at. But most importantly, guys, make sure everybody has a terrific, terrific Wednesday. And Elio, 